Colonial Woods Missionary Church presents Keys to Confident Living. Well, this morning, if you have your Bibles, I want to share with you quickly out of Matthew chapter 5 and uh, started a series last week, Pastor Dan did, called Tell Me a Story. Uh, I'm going to tell you a metaphor instead of a story. Uh, this has been on my heart. wanted to share with it uh, this morning. And uh, in recent days, I, 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 I got to tell you, I have, uh, as I shared earlier in the service, uh, I told Pastor Bruce, I said, I want to just celebrate, okay? I want to I, I take some time. I realize there are struggles. And over recent days, we've certainly seen some struggles in our world with uh, everything uh, that's connected to COVID-19 or 19 or 20 or whatever it is, and I guess it's now in 20, uh, COVID-20 or 19, and, and we've had some struggles in the area of uh, ethnicity versus ethnicity, right, race versus race, which is interesting because that's exactly what Jesus said was going to happen. He said, as days get toward the end, he says, nation will rise against nation. That word is actually ethnos. It has the word ethnicity. And so it shouldn't be a surprise to us that things are going crazy right now. We look around our world, we see that world is still in a bit of crisis. We see conflict is still conflict. And uh, to give you a little bit, just a little bit of a downer news, is that Paul says that as we approach those end days, that's going to continue. In fact, it's going to get worse. In fact, I was reading in 2 Timothy this last week, and he said it, it's just going to continue to see this slide. But what I love in Scripture is that in the midst of times where God is at times judging individuals and judging nations, God throws a lifeline to them. If you read the book of Jonah, this week we had the whole family up at a little, little cottage up north, and Jackson was there, and for the first time in a long time, I watched a Veggie Tale movie. It's been a long time since Grandpa. And by the way, Papa kind of likes Veggie Tales. I just realized I kind of like Veggie Tales, and I think it was Jonah and the Big Fish, right? And it's the story of Jonah, and what do we see happen? But that there is this nation of Nineveh who is turning away from God, and God doesn't even offer them the opportunity to turn back. He just basically says, I'm going to do away with you. And there is a revival in the land, and God shows mercy to the nation of Nineveh. If we see God, if we know anything about God, we know that God loves to honor those who honor him. And so in these days, I find that as Christians, sometimes we're challenged to know what is our role in the world today. I think one of the temptations sometimes is for us to kind of isolate ourselves and we just kind of withdraw from the world. But that's not the right answer. In fact, Jesus didn't even pray for that. When John chapter 17, when Jesus prays for not only his disciples, but for all of those who will follow, Jesus says, I'm not asking for you to take them out of the world. I'm asking for you as they are in the world to sanctify them, to make them holy, to make them a cleansing agent within our world. The other temptation is for us to just embrace all culture. And I love that Pastor Bruce, as we were sharing about today, I said, hey, let's, let's share a little bit about the foundations of our country. Let's share God's word. And I love James Madison, fourth president of the United States, who said these words, by the way, would not get away with it today. Cursed by all that learning that is contrary to the cross of Jesus Christ. 
unashamedly as a founding father said we are a Christian nation built on the principles I realized some of the craziness of those days I realized there were various uh, various expressions of how our founding fathers followed the Lord but on the principles of God's word our nation was founded and so what is our response what does God call us to do he doesn't tell us to just simply withdraw, and he doesn't tell us just to embrace everything. Well, Christ, in chapter 5 of Matthew, uses two metaphors, close to a story. He, sa he says, I'm calling you as believers to be salt and light. Say those two phrases, ready? Salt and light. In fact, let's read it this morning. Matthew chapter 5, verse 13. You probably know it well. He says, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden Neither do a people light a lamp and then put it under a bowl. That reminds me of a song when I was a kid, right? Neither do the people light a light lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and they give light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Now, without complicating this passage too much, Jesus essentially uses two metaphors, two analogies, two, two pictures of what we as believers are called to do no matter where we live, no matter what nation it is, and no matter what is going on in the world. He looks at us and he says, you are to be salt and you are to be light. By the way, shrink it down. No matter what kind of a family you come from, no matter what kind of a community you live in, no matter what kind of a workplace you're in, you are called to be salt and light. Years ago, I did a study on salt and light and probably made it a much longer message than it really needed to be, but it's interesting the, the components and the characteristics of salt. That when Jesus says you're to be the salt of the world, what he says is, there were three things, if I remember right, that, that kind of pull out to us. First of all, salt is a preservative. Salt has a way of, of helping things to continue on and not to decay. If any of you like uh, beef jerky, or you like turkey jerky, or you like venison jerky, in other words, if you like jerky of any sort, you probably have to have a little bit of salt in that thing. That's one of the main agents they use in the brine uh, to be able to do it. Tammy and I, uh, when we were going up north, we always stopped by the same little place. In fact, Pastor Bob, you introduced me to it. 
and it's that little cheese house that's there at Pinconi exit. That's, that's our stop every time we go up there. In fact, we got to quit going there because uh, we're spending way too much money buying stuff when we go into that place. But, but as we go up there, one of the things that always attracts me is I love jerky. I just love jerky. And so they've got all these different kinds of jerkies there and such. And, and jerky, if you've ever had it, one of the preservatives that they would use is simply salt. You would simply, in fact, in, in Africa, it's interesting, they have something called biltong, which essentially is a salt brine. They take meat, they put it in the salt brine, and they air dry it. And this stuff somehow, it, it, it preserves this meat so that you can actually eat it. They just let it hang outside their doors and, and kind of wind dry. You go to any farmhouse, that's the way it is. It's, it's a preservative. We have a preserving influence in our country, or are supposed to. The other thing I know about salt is not just that, it's a purifying aspect. It has a way of, of purifying those elements that it's u- utilized for. In fact, early on it was used as a purifying agent. And so if you go into a room and someone's telling a joke that's off color and they change the joke because you're in the room, that's okay. That's a good thing. It means that there's a little bit of discomfort when, when folks are living a certain way in your presence. That's okay. It doesn't mean that as believers we can't have fun. It doesn't mean as believers that we can't, we can't uh, just enjoy ourselves. But the fact is, is that when you're in a place that is perhaps off color, the purifying agent ought to have an impact on that. But one of the things I love most about, about the aspect of salt is salt just makes things taste good. Any of you like salt? Raise your hand. And I do. There's something. But salt not only tastes good, it kind of makes you thirsty. I don't know if any of you ever go to movies. We, my wife, the, I think the only reason my wife will even go to a movie is so she can eat the popcorn. She loves popcorn. In fact, there are times where they would let us just stop by and buy popcorn at the movie theater and get it. They had a little deal here with us at the church because we were doing so many events. They'd give us like this free popcorn for some. My wife loves this stuff. And so we'll go see a movie, and man, it's kind of pricey. You know, we haven't done it in a long time, but, but we go in and we think, hey, we're going to save a little money. We're going to try to get popcorn, but we're not going to get anything to drink. I don't like paying $8 for a Coke. I don't like it. And, and, and the thing is, i got to pay the same amount for a bottle of water. It's like 6 bucks for a bottle of water. i got to admit something to you. I've snuck a few bottles in. <laughs> I've done it before. And, but you get in there, and as soon as you think, man, I'm, going, I'm not going to get anything to drink. But you get in there, and you start watching whatever the flick is, and you start popping in the popcorn, man, pretty soon it's like, I don't care what it costs. I've got to have something to drink. The agent that we are to be in our world is an internal agent whereby our lives, by our witness, we not only have a purifying impact, but we, have a, we make people thirsty for God. A desire for what it is that we have. And that never changes. It doesn't change in a world that is, everything's going great, and it doesn't change in an environment where things are going crazy. God always calls us to be those that are calling others to him. And by the way, he does not give that responsibility to those who are not believers. 
I am amazed at how often we are shocked by unregenerate individuals acting like unregenerate individuals. The word regenerate means to be made new again or to be made whole or come alive. And when we come to Christ, we are regenerated by the Spirit of God. We come alive through the Spirit of God. And it's amazing to me how we expect those who are unregenerate to act like Christians when oftentimes those who are regenerate don't act like it. God calls us to be that influence in our culture. But then he says, I want you to be light. Because a little bit of light goes a long ways. And it has a way of illuminating the darkness and it has a way of lighting the path. And what's interesting is salt is kind of an inward thing. And he says, when you live salt, when that is the character of your life, it gives you the opportunity to shine a little light that will shine others toward Christ. Getting back to the movie theater, I don't know how many of you have ever had this happen. I gotta admit, it, it drives me crazy. If I pay 10, 12, 15 bucks to see a movie, the last thing I wanna see, three rows ahead of me, is someone on their phone. There is not a single amen. Come on, I thought there'd be one. A few years ago, this, this happened. Well, I used to go to movies quite a lot. I don't really go much anymore, but I used to go to movies quite a lot. And there was some kid up in the front row of the theater who had his phone out constantly and in a dark movie theater, it just boom. And it just, it, it just irritated me. And I, and I was trying to be nice, but I'm thinking, come on, kid, go out. I mean, he was doing all kinds, playing a game and all kinds of stuff. So I thought, you know what? I, I'm gonna, I, kindly, I'm gonna go up, have a conversation with him. Because it was starting to bug me a little bit. And I, and I just, you know, just, if you wouldn't mind. And I, I go up there, turned out somebody I knew. <laughs> and, uh, and I go, hey, how you doing? I didn't realize you're here. I just went back. I didn't say a word. I, was, I just sat there the rest of the time with the whole phone going off. But there's something about a little bit of light that goes a long ways. God has called us. He says you. It's a personal challenge. In fact, you could translate it you and only you. This is a personal challenge challenge into the life of the church, a personal challenge into the life of believers. No matter what goes on in this world, you be salt. You be light. There is coming a day, by the way, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 says, there's going to be a day when the man of lawlessness is revealed, the man of lawlessness in Scripture refers to the, the Antichrist in those last days. Isn't it, by the way, interesting, in these recent days, I've really been paying attention to this whole idea of lawlessness and, and this whole idea and how that ties right into end times theology and understanding. But he says, but the one who now holds him back will be taken away. Some people like to say that's the church. I happen to believe it's the Holy Spirit. doesn't really matter because Scripture says that when the influence of the Holy Spirit is taken away, the body of Christ is taken away because the Spirit is the one who guarantees, he's the deposit, guaranteeing what is yet to come. So if the Holy Spirit isn't moving in the world as he is today, that means the church is removed as well. We call that the rapture or the coming of Christ for the believer. And the fact is, is can you imagine what would happen Happen if the influence of the body of Christ and the ministry of the Holy Spirit were not in our world today. Scripture says someday that's going to happen. But until that day, you're to be salt and you're to be light. 
You are to live this life in such a way that it purifies and impacts through your character, which will earn you the right to shine, guide, direct, and light the darkness. So as a body of believers, we are called not to withdraw, but to, but to engage and to be an impact into our world. God calls us to pray. Pastor Bruce read the passage earlier today in 2 Chronicles chapter 7 where he calls us to be prayer warriors on behalf of seeing transformation in our land. We're called to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul says in uh, Romans chapter 1 verse 16, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ because it is the power of God for salvation for all of those who believe. And then we are to live and allow revival and renewal to take place in our lives. It starts with us. There is a prayer that has been on my heart. The people I pray with every week probably get sick of it, but I rarely pray for all of culture. I do sometimes, but I pray constantly for churches, and I pray for the body of Christ to be the body of Christ, because when we are the body of Christ, we are the light of the world, we are the salt of the earth, and God uses that in a mighty way to impact. So sometimes you can get discouraged, and sometimes you get a little bit down, but you can be strong and take incredible courage, because the Lord your God goes with you wherever you go. I'm going to pray. I'm going to invite the choir to close us off today. Father, I just pray today for us, not just as a church family. I pray for us as individuals, maybe within our own family. Lord, you have, uh, you've called us to be strong. You've called us to be courageous. You've called us to be salt. Boy, I've often thought about that phrase when he says, if salt loses its saltiness. How can it be made salty again? There might be some who feel a little bit like they've lost their testimony in these days. Lord, I, I just believe that when anyone turns to Christ, when we humble ourselves before you, you are the God is so gracious as to restore testimony. Give us the courage to live differently. Give us the courage to engage. Give us the courage to be salt. And as you give opportunity, Lord, let us, let us be light. That our families, our communities, our churches, and our nation would be, grant, would be transformed. I, I just believe in these recent days Rather than any kind of judgment, I believe you have been gracious. Gracious to give us a wake-up call. And to once again remind us of the possibilities when we are who you have called us to be. Love you, Lord. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Colonial Woods Missionary Church presents Keys to Confident Living.